I'm Isabella. Hey, I'm Bethany, and welcome to this episode of Soul Besties. Hey guys, this is Bethany. And this is Isabella. And today we have a special episode for you guys. We're actually going to be listening to Bethany's testimony. Um, We just felt like we really wanted you guys to get to know our story and what the Lord's done in our lives and continuing Mm -hmm. to do. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm going to be sharing kind of my story of how I've seen God working in my life, um, basically over my whole lifetime. And, um, but you know, we always start every episode with a Bible verse. And so, um, next episode, Isabella will be sharing her testimony. So be looking forward to that as well. Um, but I picked for my key verse, Matthew four, verse 19. So that's chapter four in Matthew verse 19. So Isabella, can you read that for us? Yes. And it says, Follow me, he told them, and I will make you fish for people. Yeah, so this is Jesus talking here to give some context. And Jesus is telling um, people to come and follow him, to do, to live their life like he was living his life and um, to do the things that he was telling people to do. And um, when he says, I will make you fishers of men, he's talking about sharing about the good news of Jesus and about God with others. And um, that this is like part of our calling, basically. Um, And it's actually kind of encompasses part of what it means to be a Christian, because um, we are followers of Jesus. And that's a big part of my testimony is like understanding what does it mean to follow Jesus. Um, And then also like sharing this good news that I have experienced in my life with others. And so I just felt like this is such a great um, key verse to kind of go along with my testimony. And I'll probably like refer back to it um, as I'm sharing more of my story. Um, But I feel like it, it relates a lot because as an adult, I really, that's when I understood like, what does it mean to really follow Jesus? So um, let me, I guess, back up a little bit and share a little of my background, like growing up. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, My dad was a minister, and so I grew up in church. You know, I don't remember a time when I wasn't in church or learning about Jesus. Um, I was, you know, trying to read my own Bible at a very early age, um, learning Bible stories. I remember at like five years old being like, I want to be a Christian too. Like I want to give my life to Jesus. But, um, my parents were like, you're too young. You don't fully understand that. (laughs) So you need to like grow up a little bit and, and better understand that. So later on, um, I got a devotional book, um, which is basically, Um, a book that has like daily readings of like Bible verses to read. And then it'll give you a little bit of like information about the Bible verses and like things to think about. And I got a devotional book from my GA's class, um, which is Girls in Action. It's like a missions group for young girls. Mm -hmm. And I was in second grade 
And so I think I was like seven. Um, and I, um, received this book and, and I went through it over like a spring semester of school. And at the end of the book, it was like, Hey, do you want to be a Christian? And it led you through like how to become a Christian and like what to pray to God and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I want, I wanted to be a Christian. And I asked my parents, like, can I be a Christian? Like, can I pray the prayer and like become a Christian? And they were like, yeah, you can. And so, um, I definitely believed in, in God and Jesus at that time. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and, um, that I need to ask him for forgiveness of my sins and, um, commit my life to him. And so I did that. I prayed for that. And I really felt like it was a life changing moment. Um, I just felt like before that, I was a little bit of a naughty kid <laughs> at, at school and church and whatever, you know, like teachers say to do something, but I don't always do it. And then like after that, I felt like I really needed to um, really obey, you know, that that was part of what God has commanded me to do is to obey. So um, I think I became a better um rule follower <laughs> during that season and sharing my faith with my friends and seeing some of my friends in elementary school, like become Christians. Um, it was a really exciting time. And so I continued to learn about God during that season of life. And, um, then my family moved to another state. I grew up in Florida and my family moved to Alabama. When I moved to Alabama, that's when I met Isabella. <laughs> Yay. Um, maybe not like initially the first year, because I don't think we were in youth group yet together. But um, by the time I was in high school, Isabella was in youth group. And so um, then we met each other. <laughs> and um, during high school, I feel like, it was, you know, high school is kind of hard. Like high school is a time when <laughs> you're just like learning who you are and there's just so many new experiences and things and whatever. But, um, I think that in high school at church, it was really hard for me. Um, as I got older, probably like my 10th, 11th grade years, um, because there were some girls who were mean to me at church and it just really, um, it really got me down. Like I kind of was like, God, why would you let this happen to me? If I'm trying to follow you, I'm trying to do the right thing. Um, I'm trying to do, you know, ministry. I'm trying to serve in the church. I'm trying to do missions projects, go on mission trips. Um, and then why would you let girls be mean to me at church? And people are supposed to be Christians here. Like this just doesn't make sense to me, you know? Right. Um, and I don't, I, I think probably Isabella, you didn't really know a lot, a lot of that was going on cause you're younger than me. And it was like in my grade, it was more like drama in my grade than it was like within the whole youth group. But, um, so it kind of made me not want to be involved in things. Mm -hmm. And, um, I like didn't go to church as much. Like I asked my parents, like, are there are certain youth things. Can I just not go? Can I just go like on Sundays and maybe like Wednesday nights? And then just like, that's it. You know, I don't want to do the extra things. Um, and so by the time I started college, I, um, 
was still involved with church some, but I was just kind of casually going to church um, and trying to, I was a lot more focused on like my career and mm-hmm. things like that than I was like, you know, about God. Um, I mean, I found the BCM, the Baptist Campus Ministries at my school. And like, I, you know, went to church sometimes and found friends to go to church with me or something, but I didn't go all the time. um, And I didn't read my Bible anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I um, didn't really pray. Like I just kind of disconnected from that. And I, I kind of decided, like, I don't know that I want that. Like, I had this bad experience in high school at church, and I just don't know that, you know, I want to go back to that. And people acted like those people were really good Christians, but, um, you know, I kind of (laughs) disagree, and I feel like if that's what it means to be a Christian, like, that's not what I'm interested in, Mm -hmm. you know, and I would rather focus on, like, my career and stuff right now anyway. You know, and so I just kind of like poured myself into my schoolwork. Um, kind of fast forward as I'm I'm in college, I end up transferring schools because I kind of am like, what am I going to major in? And I don't know. <laughs> and um, so I end up moving back home and going to a different school and um, still kind of searching out what my major is going to be. Like I couldn't decide what it was going to be. Um, I had started school in engineering. And then I was like, is this really what I want to do with my life? Um, I loved, like I interned at some places, but I didn't love um, the classes I was taking. So it kind of made me question, like, is this really what I want to do with my life? And so transferring home, I'm still like thinking about my major. And um, but I end up declaring engineering because it's really like what I know and what I felt like I was good at. And I had gotten scholarship for it. And so I just kind of like was still on that path. Um, And then my grandfather died. And this was like a really pivotal moment for me um, because I felt like I didn't know if my grandfather was a Christian or not. Um, That he kind of said like he was, but like he didn't go to church and he never really talked about God. And um, I think, you know, he grew up like knowing about God but I don't know that he really had like a personal relationship with God and different people in my family kind of debate that. And, you know, I basically just at that time, I just knew like, I don't know if he is in heaven or not. And, you know, it made me start to question, like if I died today, what would happen to me? And in that season of life, like I did not identify as Christian. I wouldn't have claimed to be a Christian because I felt like I wasn't living a life honoring God. Like I, I knew God was real. Um, I knew that I was following God as a kid. And then I kind of gave that up because of like the mean girl situation at church in high school and was like, "Mm, I don't know that I want to follow God though. Like I know he's real, but like, I'm just, I'm not ready for that right now. And so, um, I kind of put that on pause or put that on a shelf or something, you know, Um, But then my grandfather passing away, it really like brought up feelings like if I died today, would I go to heaven or would I go to hell? And I felt Mm -hmm. like I would not go to heaven because I haven't asked for forgiveness of my sins. Like I'm not living for God. Like I'm I don't identify as Christian. Like I wouldn't even claim Jesus, you know. (laughs) So I felt like um, in this season of life, like I was not 
where I needed to be to be (laughs) to really make it to heaven, you know. And um, so then I kind of started seeking God because it made me think about spiritual things like the death of my grandfather really made me think about spiritual things. And um, so I started like reading some Christian books. I tried to read my Bible, but a lot of stuff didn't really make sense to me. Like, I don't know, it'd been so long since I had like studied the Bible and everything. Like, I didn't know how to find the answers I was looking for. Um, I I was casually looking for God, though. You know, (laughs) like I wasn't really like pursuing him strongly. It was just a a more casual thing. And um, then as I'm as I'm kind of searching for God, um, I'm reading some things, whatever. The semester's almost over and some people in my life like encouraged me to go to this conference called Passion. Um, which I actually went to with Isabella and we were roommates. <laughs> yes. We have some fun stories from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we, I might have to insert one here, um, <laughs> but I'll tell first what happened at the conference. So, um, so we are going to passion conference and my perspective was God, you better show up during this conference or I'm giving up on looking for you because I feel like, I'm trying to find you. I feel like I'm trying to talk to you, but I feel like I'm, we're not connecting or whatever. Like, I just don't feel like I, I don't know what you're trying to tell me. You know, <laughs> I, I'm trying to pursue you. I feel like it's one-sided. So you better show up at Passion Conference. Um, not necessarily a great thing to give God an ultimatum, but I kind of did. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to try to pursue this anymore if you don't show up at this conference. So, um, I go in like first session, God just really speaks to me at that conference. It was Francis Chan speaking and he was talking about forgiveness and he was talking about how, um, like you have to really give your sin to the Lord for him to forgive it. And that we often like hold on to the sin that we have because we like haven't forgiven ourselves. <laughs> And that we have to, like, forgive ourselves and really, like, give it to God. Like, 100% give our whole life, our whole being, all of our junk, all of our sin, everything to the Lord. And if you are still holding on to a percentage of yourself or a percentage of your sin or a percentage of your regret, then you, you know, have not given it to the Lord. (laughs) And until you have fully given it to the Lord, he cannot forgive it. He cannot give you peace. Like he cannot fill you with himself, you know? And I realized like that is what was blocking me. Like I kept asking God for forgiveness, but I didn't feel forgiven and I didn't understand why. And I think it was because I had so much regret for maybe, you know, bad decisions that I had made earlier in college or even like end of high school because of not really following Jesus, not really walking with God in those seasons of life. And um, that I felt so much regret for that and I couldn't let that go. Mm. So that night I decided I'm going to forgive myself and I'm giving all of this to the Lord. Like I'm giving all of my worries and whatever to Jesus And I literally like raised my hands in the air to like lift, lift all this stuff off of me, you know, um, and prayed for forgiveness. And I just felt a peace 
And I felt God was telling me in that moment, like, I have forgiven you. Mm. And you are back and you are right with me, just like you were when you were a kid. And it's so I, I kind of call this like my second spiritual birthday. Um, it's really when I understood what does it mean to follow Jesus? Because following Jesus means I'm giving all of myself and I'm not thinking about what I want anymore, but I'm thinking about what he wants me to do, you know? And following Jesus is like following his commands rather than following my desires. <laughs> and um, I decided like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it 110%. Like either I don't do it or I'm going to be all in. Mm -hmm. So I was all in. <laughs> I decided I'm going to be all in. And if God like follows through on his side, like then I'm there. I'm all in, you know. And so um, as the conference goes on, we're there for, I don't know, three or four days at least. And so this is like the first night we get there and the first session, you know. So at this point, like I have rededicated my life to Christ. I am a new follower of Jesus, and um, I kind of compare this to my younger self. Like my younger self believed, my younger self like understood I need to ask for forgiveness and that I had sin and that it separated me from God, but I didn't understand what it means to follow Jesus. So this moment um, in 2012 is like when I really understood what it means to follow Jesus. Um, then I used the rest of the conference to kind of like unpack like how to study the Bible. Gosh, I hadn't studied it in years, you know. Yeah. Um, I really just poured my heart into studying scripture. We went through Ephesians a lot during that time. And Ephesians 2 just like really stuck with me um, because it talked about how um, like the first few verses are about how you're spiritually dead. And that's kind of how I felt that fall <laughs> as I'm kind of seeking God. Like, a part of me is kind of like dead and not like where it needs to be, <laughs> you know? Um, and it's in the verses, it talks about we're dead because of sin. Like our sin keeps us like dead to like what our relationship with God should look like. Um, but that God is rich in mercy and rich in love. And like, he wants us to come back to him. And so I just like clung on to those verses as like a promise of God. Um, during that conference, I also realized like I had a lot of idols in my life that were keeping me from God and doing what God wanted me to do. And I think when we often think of idols, we think of like, um, you know, like statues or something. Yeah. <laughs> like at least that's what I first think of. And, um, I think in America though, a lot of our idols are like where we put our time, you know? And I think, in this case, like, I realized that some of the idols in my life, like, one big thing was my sorority. Um, I was in Delta Zeta. I loved it. Um, I don't have, I mean, I don't really have anything bad to say about that time. I loved being in the sorority, and it was a great way to have friends in that season of life because um, I came, I transferred schools. So it was like a great way to meet other people. Um, I did a lot of philanthropy. But what I felt like in the sorority was that I had this pressure to put the sorority first over everything else. And God wants to be your first. So um, I had to kind of choose between the sorority and God. And people could say, well, you could have been in the sorority and still love Jesus. And I'm, I'm sure you can. 
But for me in that season, I couldn't Mm. because I knew that it was so important to me that I would put it before anything else and that I was such a new Christian. I was such a new follower of Jesus that, you know, I didn't think I was strong enough to like stand up for myself to say, hey, like I can't come to this meeting because it's when I have church, you know, or whatever, (laughs) Um, that maybe it would conflict with uh, growing in my faith. And so I've really felt convicted that you just need to get rid of any idols in your life. Like you don't keep them around and then like use them a little bit, you know, you got to get rid of them a hundred percent. And so I decided to quit my sorority. I really felt convicted. I had a lot of international students in my classes and that was just a God thing that that happened because I ended up switching to business school and um, I needed to spend more time with them and like share about my faith with them. And then I needed to surround myself more with like other believers. So I needed to like get more involved at the BCM. I was kind of involved, but not super involved. So I like needed to get more involved, I felt like, and just like surround myself with like Christians. Um, So anyway, then, and I also came away from that conference. I learned a lot in that conference. It was, you know, three or four days, but it was like, I felt like I grew in like years in just like a few days. And so another thing I felt was that God was telling me, take off a semester and serve me overseas somewhere. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that looked like. Um, I just felt like I was supposed to quit school for a while and like go serve God somewhere. (laughs) So that's where I was at the end of that conference. Um, Isabel and I had some fun memories, um, including sharing a bed together and waking up in the middle of the night with Isabella's arm across my body. (laughs) She was not used to sharing a bed. (laughs) Let me tell you, I don't remember hitting her in the face, but I think that's what happened. I know you woke me up. Yeah, I know I woke up at times. I woke you up. Yeah. So a little fact about me is that yeah I'm a terrible sleeper I move around a lot and I need a nightlight so there you go yep so Isabella had to find a good spot for her nightlight in the room um we were actually staying in a hotel that maybe was haunted (laughs) quote unquote we didn't tell Isabella because she wouldn't have been able to handle it until after I mean you know now but like yeah I will never go back there (laughs) yeah so um anyway we uh, but it was a great trip and um I'm glad you could be my roomie and um yeah God just transformed my life during that passion conference that was great so I come home and I tell my parents OMG I just like started following Jesus and my life has changed. I want to take a semester off school and serve God overseas. And I'm quitting my sorority this week and just like all these things. (laughs) And I think my parents were shocked. Like, I don't think they maybe even believed it was real because, you know, a lot of people come back from a conference and they act like their whole life changed. And then they like, they don't really make a change. You know what I mean? Like they're just like on fire for like a week and then it's like over. But I get dedicated. I'm, like, reading the Bible every day. Um, I'm, like, reading through the New Testament. I'm, like, hanging out with international students, trying to share about my faith. I'm getting more involved with the BCM. Um, I'm looking into options for serving overseas. All kinds of stuff. And so, um, yeah, but, like, six months later, 
after I started following Jesus, I was on a plane going overseas. That's awesome. Doing my, you know, taking off a semester to just focus on God and like serving him. And so um, I did that for six months and then I came back to the U.S. And that was an amazing experience. Um, A lot of growth happened in that season of life. Um, I was 21 and I'm like learning how to be an adult. (laughs) <laughs> alone in a foreign country. Um, not totally alone. Cause I have, I mean, I had some American friends that were support system, but, um, being not living at home, you know, cause I was living at home in that season of life, um, while I was at college. So that was really nice. And coming back from that, um, I still felt like I really needed to do like international student ministry. So I got really involved with our BCM and like helping with international student ministry and just spending a lot of my free time, like hosting Bible studies and spending time just having conversations with international students and stuff. Um, which is also something that Isabella and I did together. That was really fun. (laughs) Yeah. So like after I came back, um, I don't know, at some point, I, I think I asked Isabella probably to be a part of the international student ministry group. And, um, and she joined in. I don't know if it was reluctant at first, but got got her plugged in. <laughs> and and then she loved it. Hmm. So I loved it. <laughs> and met so, a lot of friends there. Yeah. And so we we had a lot of like joint activities that we did and um and with some other American students and stuff. And that was just a beautiful time. So that was about two years um after I served overseas. I it took me two more years to finish my degree. Um, I had changed it so many times, (laughs) so it really took me a total, like five and a half years, but I spent half a year abroad. So really five years for my degree. Um, and I got a degree in economics and international business with a focus in East Asian studies. Um, and then I was about to graduate and I'm looking for jobs and I've been working in the international office at my university. Um, so I thought maybe working in an international student office would be a good option. So I'm looking for jobs in different states um, with this kind of office and just not feeling a piece about it, about like going in that career direction. I had so many professors say to me, Bethany, like, why don't you think about going to grad school? And I was like, grad school? Like, I'm so tired of studying. <laughs> And I had been, I already had been studying Chinese and I thought like, if I just know Chinese and like English and like have a bachelor's, like I'm good. Like I I have plenty of degrees (laughs) and plenty of knowledge, you know? Um, and so I was, I just wanted to focus on studying Chinese more, not going to grad school really in my heart, you know, but professors kept saying that to me and I started praying about it. Like, God, are you trying to tell me through my, professors that like I need to go to seminary because I had already kind of thought about like if I'm going to grad school maybe seminary so that I can serve God and like use my use my master's degree as a way to like serve the Lord you know and um, and be prepared for whatever kind of ministry setting like God has me ready for you know Um, And I was super passionate about missions. I mean, I still am super passionate about missions. Um, And so anyway, I got basically used my non-Christian professors to show me that, hey, I want you to go to seminary. (laughs) 
And so um, I kind of told God, well, you know, if I can get the funding for it, like if I can get the scholarships and I get admitted, because it just seemed really far-fetched for me at that time. Like I was in a time of life where I didn't really think I was that smart. And also like for seminary, like you need to know a lot about the Bible. I just didn't feel like I knew enough. And, you know, I had been following Jesus for, I don't know, two, three years, you know, but not a long time. So it's like, you know, I don't know if I'm experienced enough to be ready for this, but I'll give it a go and see what happens. (laughs) And so I apply, um, I end up getting enough scholarship to cover my tuition and which is what I needed to make it happen. Um, I get admitted in. Um, I don't know why I doubted that I could do that, do it, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, cause I, I mean, I graduated with honors. Why did I, why was I so worried about my grades? But I just didn't feel like I was that smart in that season of life. And I didn't know if I could get in. Um, so I get into seminary and I went to gateway seminary, um, which has a wonderful missions department. Um, and I really loved my time there. And so I got married to Peter around that same time and we moved to California to start my studying at Gateway Seminary. Um, Peter didn't have a job, but we just kind of trusted by faith that God would like provide. Um, and God did provide a job in each of the places that we lived in and Peter worked in higher education. And so that's kind of led us into a career of higher education, like for both of us. Um, while I was in California, I got to serve in um, two different Chinese churches, um, actually doing church planting, which was really neat. Um, and uh, I got to see different people come to faith um, through me sharing the gospel. And it was just a really exciting time. Um, so then after I finished seminary, we ended up, uh, moving back to Alabama. Um, we kind of looked for jobs in California, but God didn't really open the door, um, for full-time work. And we really needed something that was like full-time with benefits. And, um, so we ended up moving back to Alabama kind of just in faith that God would provide a job because Peter didn't have any job interviews at that time. I was in my last, um, class in seminary online. And, um, so I, at least like I was still kind of in school, but you know, ideally we both needed jobs. (laughs) And so, um, but as soon as we cross the Alabama state border, um, and we, we stop at a rest stop, Peter checks his email and sees he has an interview at the university of Alabama for a job. That's awesome. Um, and then like a day or two later, he gets another email for another interview at the university of Alabama. He ends up, um, he, he ended up having three or four interviews actually scheduled within a matter of a week or two, um, in the state at different universities, but we ended up at the university of Alabama, um, which is where we both work now, um, and living in Tuscaloosa. And so that's kind of how God brought us to Tuscaloosa where we are now. And, um, I still didn't have a job. So, um, I just kind of tried to find different ways to get involved in like international student ministry, um, because there's a lot of students and there's a lot of international students on our campus. And so I started to get to know different people who were doing international student ministry. 
um, and started doing some volunteer work. Um, and then that kind of led into um, doing some volunteer work at the university, which led to me getting a job at the university working with international students. Um, now I actually just teach at the university and I am not um, working with international students for my career, um, but I still spend a lot of time with international students doing ministry stuff. So um, I think, you know, life has ended up maybe a little differently than I thought it would. Um, I definitely thought that I was preparing for like a traditional missions role, um, like maybe working with some organization to be a missionary with their organization. And that didn't happen for me, at least not yet in my life. Um, but God opened the door to lots of ministry. And what I think as a woman, um, it taught me a few things um, because I think, you know, in, in the Christian world, there's not as many spaces for women to have paid careers in ministry, you know, honestly. So, um, you know, what does doing ministry look like as a woman, as a Christian? Um, I, I still kind of struggle with that a little bit, but I think, you know, it can just look like I'm living my life sharing Jesus with others, spending time in intentional spiritual conversations with other people, um, spending time trying to have Bible studies with people, disciple new believers, um, inviting people over so that we can have spiritual conversations. You know, I think um, a lot of a lot of mission work, that's what you do, mm-hmm. um, whether or not you're with a missions organization. You know, so you don't have to be with an organization to be missional. Um, and so now it's become really a part of Peter and I's ministry together, doing international student ministry and talking about how God has transformed our lives, you know. Um, and it's been really cool to see how God has used, has been able to use us where we are. Um, I also kind of felt through our time in Tuscaloosa that God was showing me that Um, we need Christians in secular fields. And I ended up starting my PhD um, during uh, kind of right after COVID had gotten going, I decided to apply for my PhD program. Um, And so I've I've been doing that now for two years, um, many years to go. And, um, you know, one of the the reasons I decided to pursue this was I really felt like God was showing me that, well, God's opening doors for me to teach um, right now. And um, it's been a great way to connect with international students. It's been a great way to connect um, with students in general. And um, we need Christian professors out there, you know. So um, I don't know if I'm going to teach in an American school or maybe abroad somewhere. It could also be really beneficial if we did work in a missions organization in the future or something. But um, I definitely believe that God is like preparing me for like the next ministry role, whatever that looks like. And um, I think God can use whatever career you're in to um, open doors to do ministry. So it's just, you just need to pray about like finding those opportunities. Um, and if you pray for them, God will show them to you and probably show you more opportunities than you have time for. <laughs> so at least that's been my experience. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The, I would agree with that. Yeah. But I think uh, that kind of sums up my, my story. 
Um, and you know, I think if, if there was one thing that I could, um, impart upon, you know, my whole testimony or my general, you know, overview of my testimony, it's, um, don't be a fan of Jesus, be a follower. And that was something that I really, that's what I learned in 2012 at Passion Conference. Um, and I read the book soon after that mm-hmm. by Kyle Adelman, um, not a fan. But we often, I think maybe, you know, culturally and culturally Christian areas like in Alabama where we live, um, it's really easy to be a fan. A fan knows a lot about Jesus, if they're a fan of Jesus. Um, a fan cheers him on. Woohoo, he's great. Um, a fan, so a fan may be there at worship, like, yeah, Jesus. But are you really like reading God's word and applying it to your life and really following Jesus? Are you doing what God wants you to do? Um, and that's what I think um, that adulthood spiritual moment for me was like realizing what does it mean to follow Jesus and that it means like giving a hundred percent of yourself to him. And that means it may change your life. It may not be anything like you planned. It may not be anything like you really wanted. Um, a lot of my life didn't end up maybe the way that I wanted. Um, I didn't want to major in business, but I ended up majoring in business. (laughs) Um, I said that I didn't want to like live overseas. I ended up living overseas. Like there are a lot of things I told God I wouldn't do as like a kid. And then in my adulthood, he, um, had me do. (laughs) And I think it was like, but, but life ended up being a lot better than I ever expected. Mm. You know, like, um, I thought I wouldn't want to major in business, but it came really naturally to me. And I thought that I, wouldn't really like living abroad and it would be too difficult, but he, you know, God taught me culture and language and helped me along the way. <laughs> so I think all of these things that I, I thought it was going to be so hard, um, but God better prepared me for, you know, and it ended up being way better than I could ever imagine. And I feel so blessed, um, doing what God has called me to do and, and just, kind of taking it day by day to follow him, you know? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. You know, we appreciate you sharing your testimony and your story. Um, and I hope that you guys at home and that are listening feel encouraged as I feel encouraged right now. Thanks for listening to another episode of Soul Besties. Subscribe to our podcast and make sure to turn on notifications so you know when a new episode comes out. Shout out and thanks to our producer, Adam, for making every episode sound great. And make sure and check back every two weeks for a new podcast episode.